Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, today, I can't wait. I literally can't wait to share this word that God put on my heart just for you. It's been burning inside of me. And I feel like we're in the middle of this series, Overcome. And God's been birthing in me that we, as His people, as His Christians, as His children, we need to know how to talk like overcomers. There's so much power in the word of our testimony. Today, I want to dive into that. What does it look like to be victorious in your words? There's power in, in, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. We have the great accuser, the great dragon. Revelation is the end times, and he's coming against the brothers and sisters in Christ. And the mindset of all that we're watching was thinking he has the power and the authority now to take over and be victorious over the saints, over the Christians. But there's this moment where as soon as he was given authority, as soon as he was given power, his power was gone. And it was by the blood of the lamb that's already been done. It's already been bought. We've already been bought and paid for when Jesus went to the cross. Can we just take a moment and just say, thank you, Jesus. Can you just tell him thank you for the salvation that we have so freely been given? God, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Because of that, we are free. We are free. We are free. There's this moment where when the dragon just thinks he's gone, the victory is already those who Jesus had paid for with his blood. And then it's partnered with the word of their testimony. That's what I want to empower you with today. Because maybe some of you don't feel very victorious in this season. You don't feel like an overcomer. In fact, the thought of it just kind of makes you chuckle because you actually feel like the total opposite. But I'm here to spark you, to encourage you, to empower you with the Word of God. God has given you the power and the authority to take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. In fact, He's given you the divine power in your weapons, that we don't fight with the weapons of this earth, we don't fight with the weapons that you see here on earth, the carnal weapons. We fight with the weapons that are higher than this earth. They have divine power to demolish all strongholds. And I'm I'm gonna talk to your strongholds today. In the name of Jesus, they can't hold you. They can't hold you back. All those bad mindsets and neglected identity and that calling that's been on you that you've put on the sidelines and that family that needs you to step up, those employees that need you to be the right employer, the the employer that needs you to show up and do your job like a Christian, like one who looks like Christ. Even if it's virtual right now, you still need to show up and bring the Spirit of God with you. And so I wanna talk to those strongholds today and show you how to pray effectively, how to talk like an overcomer. There's so much power in your words, so much power in what you say, so much power in, in what you align with. Did you know that when you open up your mouth and you speak words, you align yourselves with thoughts and powers that are are all around you? Did you know that? And the only way the enemy has power over you, are you ready for this? Is the lies that you give him authority to say. He has so many lies. In fact, he's known as the father of lies. The great enemy, the devil, has so many lies about you. 
about your life, about your family, about your calling, about your destiny, about where you're headed, about this earth, about is God really real? He's got so many lies to give you. And the problem with most Christians is that we don't know enough about who Jesus is and about his word to understand that they are lies. And so we believe them. We go through life unsure. We're not sure if Jesus is real. We're not sure if prayer actually works. We're not sure of who we are. And so we take no dominion. We take no authority. Everywhere we go, we're uncertain. We're waiting for someone else to show up. We're waiting for someone else to say something, someone else to pray, someone else to bring a movement because that's not our job. See, there's so many wrong theology with that because Jesus came to light us up, every one of us. That's why he said, you will do greater things. I love what Phil said a few weeks ago when he talked about how Jesus said greater, not meaning that you would do more miracles, but that the vastness of how many Christians would catch and have the Holy Spirit of how many miracles could happen through us. Not greater miracles, greater amount of miracles. And today I wanna just encourage you and give you some truth. There's so much power in truth. And when you know the truth, the truth sets you free. In fact, I'm going to invite the Spirit of God into this word because I believe that Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. In fact, He's been drawing you in. You know it. You feel it. And maybe you've been unsure of His voice. You've been unsure that it's actually Him. But I'm here to certify, right? To put a certificate of approval, to give you confirmation that Jesus is speaking to you. Holy Spirit has your number and he's been approaching you and drawing you into a deeper level of intimacy with Jesus. Come on people, this is not a time to be a false Christian. This is not a time to be wishy-washy. This is not a time to just go through the motions and hope that the emotions get heightened. It's not a time to wait for the normal to come where we can gather again and life will get back to normal. Absolutely not. This is a time for us to know Jesus more. It's a time for us to know his word, to know who we are and to bring the kingdom with us. I love what the prophet said. He said that the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing by the violent ones and the violent ones lay hold of it. The kingdom of heaven is not coming to earth just by chance. It's coming to earth through us. That's why Jesus gave us the great commission. Go unto all the earth and preach the gospel. Make disciples. Make disciples. That word, make, it's an action word. And I want to light you up today. Can you give me permission? I want to light you on fire. I mean, I pray that this word gets in your spirit and it lights something that no one can put out. It ignites something that's been out in you maybe since the beginning of this pandemic and you've you've had this fire snuffed out. But today I want to reignite you. I want to show you who you are because Jesus has such an amazing identity and mantle that he's placed on you. It's an incredible life that we get to live with Jesus in it. The word of our testimony, it's so crucial. It's so powerful. But if we don't know it, we don't know how to speak it, then we are actually aligning ourselves up with lies, with things that aren't true. If you don't speak the word of God over your life, if you don't pray the word of God over your life, if you don't pray in alignment with what God has spoken, you might be praying in vain. You might be praying prayers that don't mean much to 
anybody. I mean, God loves your heart. He loves you with with where you are. But can I tell you, there's so much power when you come under the authority of the word that's been spoken. The Bible says that the word of God always fulfills its purpose. Think about that. Every word of God fulfills the purpose for which he had for it. And so therefore, every word that you align with and start to pray and make verbal over your life, over your family, over your job, over your career, over your journey in life, over your calling and identity. Come on, think about this. Over all things, every word you align with that he's already given to you, he's already promised to you. When you start to align yourselves with those words, you start to align yourself with the purpose that's being fulfilled. There's power in that. There's power in that authority. When you understand that when we pray, it's not just to flap our gums and feel good about ourselves and do the right thing, right? That's that's not what it is. That's religion. Religion is making sure you do the proper things. But as long as you're caught up in the rules and law, Paul said it, and we looked at it last week, Paul said it that, that you will die spiritually. The law kills, but the spirit gives life. There's so much power when you know the Spirit of God, when you know Jesus. Can I tell you how hungry and desperate I am right now for the Spirit of God? How much I want Him in my life, how much I desire His presence inside my home, inside my car, everywhere I go. And my prayer for you is that you get that hunger, that it comes on you, that something wakes you up earlier than you're used to waking up. (laughs) It doesn't let you go to sleep when you usually go to sleep because you're so desperate for Jesus that it drives you. See, I wrote in my journal the other day, I want, I want his desires to drive me. I want his desires to drive my every move, everything that I do, everything that I say. I want it to be driven by his desires. Man, I love when my kids love to be with me. I love it. My daughter, she's the best. And she'll come in and say, Daddy, I love you. She's just the greatest. And when when she does that, it melts my heart. It melts my heart. I want to get close to her. I want to show her how much Daddy really cares. Uh, But our Heavenly Father is so much greater of a father. And he desires to be close to us. And this season especially, he is drawing us into a deeper level. In fact, he showed me a vision of what is to come. Can I tell you that God desires a church that's on fire? He showed me a people, not a building. He showed me a people that were on fire for him. That everywhere they went, they lit the place on fire. A church that was so in love with Jesus that they became like him. A church that was so in love with Jesus that everywhere they went, they did things that Jesus did. They saw miracles, signs, and wonders. They saw people coming to Jesus because of words of knowledge and prophecy. I believe that this is a day, this is an amazing day for the church to step up and to step in to the Spirit of God alive in them. The Bible says that when we come into Jesus, Christ lives in us. We become new creations. That's why we baptize people, because we die to our old self. And when we come out of the water, we come alive in Christ, and Christ is in us. What a powerful picture of Christ in you. But do you know that? Do you know that Jesus is in you? That as soon as you say, Jesus, be my Lord, as soon as you say that, Christ is in you. 
that power and authority now lives in you. In fact, Jesus said the same, uh, or Paul said, the same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in me. But do you walk with that authority? Do you walk into every room knowing you have the power to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to heal the broken, to gain knowledge and wisdom that's from heaven? Do you have that authority to know that everything must bow to the name that's on you? Every knee must bow to the name that is higher than any other name, and that person lives in you. That's an overcomer. That's being victorious. That's being more than. And my, my word today, man, for you is I, I'm praying that God invests something in your spirit that draws you closer to him, to know his word. So I wanna give you some tools today, some practicals uh, to put a part of your life, to start to pray differently. I wanna give you some powerful prayers that, that God has put in my spirit that I've been praying constantly <laughs> right now. And, and God's been refiltering the way that I see life through these prayers. See, there's a power when you say it, when you speak it, when you align yourself with it, it transforms something. And the closer you get to an object, the more you get to realize the details about the object. And Jesus wants to draw you in close. And, and one way we can do that is start to pray prayers that are aligned with his word, that can align our hearts with his. I don't know how you pray. You might come in and maybe you might say something like, Jesus, bless me today. You know, give me a great day. Give me a great day at work. Help me to be productive. Um, you know, give me more money. You know, touch those that are sick of my life. Um, protect my kids. Protect me. Um, I pray for those that have COVID. You know, that you would you would you would heal them. Um, I'm not making fun. I'm just this might be the way that you pray, and that's totally good. It's conversational. It's very good. But then there's a the next level where you can step into aligning yourselves with the promises of God, where you look at the word of God and say, this is what God promised. This is the word of God that's in, in, uh, in motion to bring a purpose on the earth. And so therefore, I'm gonna align myself with those prayers and start to pray in that authority that God has given me. So I wanna give you some of those tools today. So if you're ready, grab your journal and let's write down some scriptures that, that God wants to help you in the way that you pray so here are some prayers that you can start praying today. You can start praying this week to line yourself up with the power of God for you in your life, that you can be an overcomer. Are you ready? Romans chapter 8, verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. I love this scripture. Paul says to the Romans, he's given them a new mindset. They've been in a, a, a continual form of slavery, thinking that it was all about religion, all about you know what they did, what they did, what they did. And, and Paul said, hey, listen, there's so much more to this. You're actually a son and a daughter of the king. You are not meant to be this slave that, that's trying to gain salvation, that's trying to do all these works to come to Jesus. Yes, the law is there and it's a beautiful thing. In fact, the law makes us aware of our sin. Paul even talks about that. He talks about how the, the law makes us aware of our sin. But the law is not where we stop. We are in the Spirit and the Spirit gives us freedom. And therefore, when we realize with the law that we are in sin, we drop it because we want to be close to the Father. And he's given him a great 
mentality, a great perspective, a great clarity in knowing who they were. This prayer is, is very simple, but it's coming into a new prayer life of calling him Father, of calling him Papa, Daddy, Abba, whatever feels right to you, whatever feels intimate to you, but just saying, Daddy, Father, you are so much more than just a God that's out there, uh, some far off thing. You are a father, a great father. In fact, uh, such a good father that he is close to us. He gives us good gifts. He wants the best for us. He cradles us in his arms. And when we start to pray this to know, hey, we are a son, we are a daughter in you. Now we carry a new authority with how we pray. We don't pray as just another person. We pray as his son, as his daughter. Therefore, we carry the same authority, the same last name. And so that's the authority you pray in. So Romans, we start there. Romans 8, 15, start praying, Father, Father, I am your son. I am your daughter. I promise you that'll change the way you view Jesus. It'll change the way you start to approach him, knowing that already before you even come to him, he wants to give you good things. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you so much of himself. He wants to lay himself down. There's not one thing I wouldn't do for my kids. And maybe you didn't grow up with a good dad, but can I just tell you that as a father, the love that's in my heart for my kids is beyond, is beyond words. I would do anything for them. I would go anywhere, spend any type of money. I don't care what it is. I wanna make sure that my kids know how much I love them. And God is the same way. In fact, he's so much better. He's so much greater. That's why I pray all the time. God, make me like you. Jesus, make me like you. If I can look like you, I'm going to love people better. I'm going to love my family better. I'm going to love my kids better. I'm going to love everywhere I come in contact. I'm going to love them better if I become like you. And he wants to be your father. He wants to be your daddy. He wants to be everything to you. And this is not so much about the method. It's not about this, you know, one, two, three steps to becoming a better Christian. This is just your perspective changes, your heart change. It's what Jesus came to the earth to do, to break down religion, to let people know it's deeper. It's deeper than rules. It's deeper than regulations. It's deeper than the, the things you have on the outside. He wants your heart. In fact, he wants it all. He wants everything in you. The more I get close to Jesus, the more I realize he wants more. He wants more. He is such a jealous God after you. He wants all of your attention, all of your heart. And so as you start to pray this, hey, Father, you start to call him daddy. You start to call him what he is. Your perspective changes with who you are and with who he is. It's becoming an overcomer. The second prayer, it comes from Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. My wife preached a sermon on this, but it's Moses and it's four words. Are you ready? Show me your glory. <laughs> Show me your glory. Ooh. Now, if we change our prayers, from a, I need, give me, can you do this for me, to God, sole purpose here, show me your glory. I just want your glory. I believe that in this time, God wants to transform your hunger from things of the world, from things all around you, from things that are so temporary, don't last anyways, from a hunger for sin, hunger for lust. Some of you, you're, you're battling that battle of lust. 
Some of you, you're battling that battle of lying or gossip. Some of you, you're battling that battle of just being caught up in the things of this world. Maybe you're addicted to something. Can I tell you that this is the season God wants to make you addicted to Him? That you become so hungry for Him that your prayers turn from these selfish prayers to selfless prayers to say, God, show me your glory. Because if your glory comes down, you change everything. If your presence comes into the midst, we are all saved. We are all redeemed. Therefore, everybody who comes in contact with me now understands who my Father is. So it starts with understanding who He is as the Father. And then the second is our desire for Him. God, show me your glory. And maybe you're like, hey, I, I don't really desire that right now. Can I encourage you just to pray it until it becomes your desire? Sometimes you have to make vocal what you truly want. And maybe right now you're like, I could pray that, but man, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. And you have all these questions. Can I tell you to pray it and pray, God, give me the desire. There's nothing wrong with praying for the desire. We're praying that God would give you a hunger for Him. I've prayed that so much in this season. God, help me not to put my eyes on the things of this, of this world. Help me not to get so caught up and like, oh, let's get back to, oh, I can't wait for, because that was my perspective in the beginning of this pandemic. I was like, God, I can't wait until, or let's just get through. Man, it's such a wrong perspective. The closer I got to God, the closer I understood that He desires me in this season not just to get through this season. He wants me to grow so much in it. He wants to do so much in me that when we do come out on the other side, whatever that normal may look like, we are not the same. We're overcomers. We're victorious in Christ. He is alive in our lives. And therefore, we are bringing his glory down to earth. So the second prayer, show me your glory. What would happen if you started praying that and it happened? What would happen if you started praying, God, give me a hunger and desire for you. Make me more like you. Show me your glory. Show me your face. Let me be with you. I just want you in my life. What would happen if God started meeting with you? If Jesus started talking to you? Come on. Every day when I meet with Jesus, I'm better. And I come out of that conversation and part with him, just a better person altogether. But that's not the reason I do it. The reason I do it is to know him more. Because the more I know him, the more I know myself, the more I know how to live on this earth as an overcomer, as victorious in him. All right, third one. I'm only going to give you three, but here's the third one. Psalm chapter 139, verse 23 through 24. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What a prayer that David prays. He says, search me, God. Know my heart. Hey, there are some of us that don't even know our own heart, let alone letting the Lord in to search us. What would happen if God all of a sudden showed up and showed you everything in your heart? that was keeping you away from living life abundantly. What would happen? What would happen if he started pointing things out and saying, hey, listen, this is holding you back from being your best self. This motive, this intention, this way that you react to this, this desire you have for this, this uh, longing for this, 
this discontentment with, with this part of your life, all these things, those are things that you need to lay down because, not because he's a mean God or a bad God, but he's your father, remember, he's your father, so he wants the best for you. There are some, there's this crazy app right now that my kids want so desperately to play and all stuff. And, and when we started doing some research on it, we understood that it's dangerous. It's a dangerous app that is not protected for kids. And so we sat down with our kids and we explained, hey, this may look like a really fun app and there might be other friends that are playing it and, and all that stuff, but for you, mommy and daddy love you way too much to let you on this app because it's dangerous. There's people out there that wanna hurt you and we're gonna protect you. And do you know that God is the same way? That he doesn't point out things just to be mean or say, you can't, you can't, you shouldn't. He points it out so that you can live your best life, so that you can be with him, because he wants you close to him. And remember, the closer you get to him, the more you are like him, the more you become who you were created to be. And so God, in this prayer, God, search me, know my heart, find anything that's in me. What would happen if you started praying that? And the dear Heavenly Father came in with his gentle whisper with his Holy Spirit said, hey, you need to get rid of that. Hey, you need to take care of that. Hey, this is a part of you that, man, if you changed it, if you went after me more with it, contended with it in prayer, you would be so much greater. Can I tell you a little secret? The more I'm with Jesus, the more he changes me and makes me a better person, my, the issues in our marriage magically disappear. <laughs> okay, I know Ashley's probably laughing right now, but can I tell you, I didn't realize how much of the issues were me until I came to Jesus and he showed me, hey, that's selfish. Hey, this thought you have, that's not right. Hey, your wife needs you to be this. Hey, your wife needs this type of love. When Jesus started showing me that stuff, our issues in our marriage started disappearing like magic. Can you believe it? But it's because the Father was searching me. I was opening myself up to say, God, you have it all. You are Lord, you are King. You sit on the throne, not me. And so if there's anything in me that's keeping me away from being more like you, from loving, serving from giving in a way that I'm supposed to. God, take it away. In fact, my biggest prayer is God, kill it. God, kill it. Anything that's not of you, any idol that I've placed before you, destroy it. Just like in the Bible times where they tore down the Asherah poles and they got rid of all the things that were idols in front of God. I pray that all the time. God, search me. If there's anything in the way, anything that I've put before you, get rid of it. I don't need it. And can I tell you in this time that God is jealous for you. He wants you close to him and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. Maybe searching for the message or searching for this inspirational word and you miss the one who carries the word. You, you miss the one who carries you. God wants you desperately. And in this season, he wants you near him. He wants you so near him. I believe this is a time where God's gonna call you to fast. God's gonna call you to a new form of hunger. Not a hunger for this food or this earth. I know we're all foodies, we all live, you know, maybe you're in Philly, New Jersey, wherever, but there's a lot of good food around here. There's a lot of us that we crave that, but I believe that Jesus in this time wants us to crave him, wants us to desire him, wants us to go after him. So I know that some of you, Holy Spirit is urging you to fast and to pray, to get on your face and start to seek him. And he promises that when we do this, when we start to say, God, search me, Father, search me, show me your glory. In that space of revival, 
It breaks out in our heart, becomes a movement that cannot be stopped. And I believe that today, God wants to do that in you. I wanna pray over you today. I wanna to release that over you, just that hunger and desperation. If that's you, you say, oh, I do want that hunger in my life. I wanna be desperate for Jesus. I wanna be a part of that movement. Man, I want, I want his fire in me. I wanna be that church that's set ablaze, that everywhere I go, I light it up. Everywhere I go, I walk with the authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to call out words of knowledge, to prophesy over people. If you say, hey, I want that today, would you just join me in this prayer of desperation? Come on, that's you just right where you are in the house. Start to lift up your hands. Say, Jesus, I want more. Lord Jesus, we come before you right now, all across where everybody's watching from in every watch party, every space. God, I pray that you would just come right now in the midst of us. We want more of you, Father. And I, I thank you so much that there are no boundaries to your presence, no boundaries to your spirit, that you reign, you reign everywhere. You are king over all things. You're always with us, but God, right now, in this moment, we pray not just for your presence to be here, but that you would manifest right now. Manifest your presence in our spaces. Show us your glory. There's a difference, God, and we want it. We desire it. Change church. We want it, God. We want that next level, God. Show up. Show up. Light us on fire. Light us on fire, God. I just pray for my heart right now. You'd increase in me. God, I pray for everyone watching right now. Increase in them. Increase a hunger and a desperation for more of you. Increase our, our thirst for righteousness. God, help us to hunger and thirst after the things of you that we would seek first the kingdom of God and all your righteousness, God. Help us to be hungry for this, Father. Jesus, help us to be your church that, that is seeking your face, that is seeking revival in our hearts, God. We want you, God. We want you and nothing else. We want you and nothing else, God. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will, will suffice. God, right now, you are the only thing. You are the only thing I want to get caught up in. You are the only thing that I want to desire, God. And I just pray that right now, right now in this moment, breathe on us. Show us your glory, God. Search our hearts. If there is anything in us, help us to repent. That's the place of revival, God, is when we turn from our wicked ways, when we realize what we're in and where we're headed. God, you always speak to us and convict us to bring us out of sin, to bring us out of the place of separation with you. You always bring us into relationship with you. So Father, right now, I just release that conviction over everybody watching, God. This is the sweet Holy Spirit whisper into their lives. You'd whisper to them all those things that they need to step away from. They need to set themselves apart from. God, at whatever we are addicted to, I just feel that right now, God, you want to release that freedom. You said where your spirit is, there is freedom. Freedom indeed. And so right now, God, I just pray for every addiction to break in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is addicted to alcohol, that is addicted to pornography, that maybe even addicted to Instagram and the likes and approval of man. Right now, God, I just pray for a breaking of that addiction. Right now, that those chains would fall to the ground. That everywhere that we find ourselves right now, we find ourselves in freedom. In the name of Jesus, I command those chains to be broken. Right now, right now. Would you just receive that? I believe that's for somebody today that God wants to release you from that addiction. Maybe it's been years that you've been in it, but today, right now in this moment, God wants to release it. If that's you, just come on, just receive that right now. Say, Holy Spirit, I receive that. I receive that. 
thank you, Jesus, so much for who you are, what you're doing. God, and we just, we trade those addictions. We trade those hungers, those thirsts, oh God, for more of you. That's all we want. In return, we just want your glory. So God, come. Come. Show up. Be real. Show us your glory. And God, I pray that this week will be a week of such manifestation of your presence in our lives. God, that we would be so full of who you are, that we would realize you are our Father. We would realize who we are as your children, and we would step into this life of abundant living, of overcoming, of overcoming the accusations of the enemy, overcoming the lies that are all around us, the things that maybe we've believed up until now, but God, I pray that the truth would reign and the truth would expose I pray for exposure right now, God. Expose our foundations. Expose the things that we put in front of you. Expose them, Jesus. Let this be a day of true freedom, that our eyes would be open in a new way, God, that we would see you, realize where we are, and start to run towards you. God, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you so much, Jesus. I love you so much. God, we just give you all that we are. I give you this church. I give you this season. Oh, God, I give you everybody watching. God, they're not mine. They're yours. They're not changes. They're yours, Father. And so, God, we just step into this knowing your purpose is already on the move. So we just align ourselves with that. And I pray all of this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.